Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to Orange and Blue Blood, hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. Oh, Obi Toppin's days in New York appear to be numbered earlier in the week. Uh, the Athletics' Fred Katz reported on Toppin's frustration with his role that culminated in a verbal altercation with Tom Thibodeau after the Knicks' Game 4 loss to Miami, an altercation that may or may not have been leaked on Twitter. I don't know if you saw that, Tommy, but there was uh, – I don't know if it was some AI-generated stuff, but there was some kind of audio put out there that sounded like Obi Toppin yelling at Tom Thibodeau. But needless to say – Apparently, this is an altercation that did happen, and Katz is reporting on that. Um, and, and Obi was frustrated after that game four loss about his lack of playing time. Now, SNY's Ian Bailey says the Knicks could not, uh, Knicks can't if they cannot find uh, more minutes for Toppin uh, and a bigger role, that the team could work with the 25 year old forward to find a new home and a trade partner this summer. So, Toppin averaged 7.4 points a game on 44.6% shooting, along with. Uh, 2.8 rebounds in his 15.7 minutes this season. He was drafted eighth overall in the 2020 NBA draft. Uh, he is extension eligible this summer. So, uh, Tommy, at this point, a lot of smoke regarding Obi's unhappiness with his role in New York. What is the likelihood, in your opinion, that he is back with the team next season? Yeah, I am not uh, of the belief that it's that it's a foregone conclusion that Obi Toppin has played his last game with the Knicks. Mm. So I think there's a lot there, uh, obviously a lot unsettled. I certainly wouldn't be shocked if he's traded, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he's not. Um, let's keep in mind, the Knicks don't have – the Knicks have two power forwards. They have plenty of guards. Yeah. They have plenty of wings. They have three centers. But the Knicks only have two power forwards in the lineup. If you check basketball reference, uh, you know, kind of their play-by – position estimation um you know julius played 96 percent of his minutes of power forward obi played 100 percent of his minutes of power forward the next player with w- in terms of percentage of their minutes played a power forward was Svi mikhailuk <laughs> um, uh, which for some reason it was garbage time minutes uh you know yeah. but you know obviously you know jericho sims played 17 minutes um the only player i really see as 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 absorbing those minutes if they were to trade Obi Toppin and, and not bring back a, a player to replace him, a power forward, and not sign him on a free agent, which is certainly a, a possibility, um, you know, it certainly wouldn't be outside the realm of possibility to go that direction. As a matter of fact, they almost likely would go that direction. But are they going to get a player better than Obi Toppin? Remember, um, he 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 plays well in limited minutes. We've seen his production. He's handled that role. He may not like it, but he's but he's been a good soldier. Hasn't uh, caused waves mm-hmm. at least at least publicly um when julius has gone out the few times he's missed games the end of the 2021-22 season obi played really well when when randall missed the end of the 
this past season, 22-23, Obi played really well. So you have that kind of insurance policy behind Randall. Um, at some point, you figure the Knicks are going to want to scale down his minutes a little bit, maybe give him, you know, the second night of a back-to-back off, something along those lines that's more in line with other all-NBA players. Um, right. Having a guy like Obi there, and you know that that Tibbs values regular season games. You know, he doesn't play, you know, he's, the, the Knicks are not one of those teams that can afford, as we've talked about, cannot take nights off completely, you know, cannot just kind of, coast into the the, the postseason uh this coming off a, a you know a, an impressive five seed performance the prior season there's no guarantees that the knicks are are back in the playoffs top seven seeds or in the, even in the playing tournament you know mm-hmm. assume the bulls get better you assume the hornets get better and we'll talk all about all that stuff the raptors the hawks a lot of a lot of uncertainty there of course um so I, that's my thinking. The Knicks aren't going to get rid of Obi Toppin just because he would like to play more minutes. You know, um, if the right situation yeah. came along and a team offered them, you know, relatively fair market value, even eighty-five percent, seventy-five percent of what they thought Toppin was worth, sure, they'd make a deal if it helped the team. But they're not going to do um, Obi a favor. And obviously, the other reason to be optimistic if you're an Obi fan and want him to return um, is the, the Nick signing uh, his brother, Jacob Toppin out of Kentucky to a two-way contract um, after the draft. Um, I think that kind of put a, uh, you know, a, a quell, quell the rumors that there's this big animosity and this beef and these t- Tibbs and, 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 and Obi can't get along. One quick thing on the, on the leaked audio. Um, it, my guess is any, that sounded like it was audio. You know, a lot of times if you're a reporter waiting outside the locker room after the game ends, you know, yeah. it's like 10 or 15 minutes, they don't let you in. They have to wait until um, PR gives you the, you know, so if you, you know, leave your voice recorder on, you can hear that stuff or, you know, fan or whatever, whatever the case might be. Um, that being, said um if you've ever played on any sports team there's been stars players bottom of the bench yeah they argue with their coaches they argue with the assistant coaches yeah. they argue with the training staff um the best players do it the worst players do it the in-between guys do it um and then they come to practice the next day hug it out and, and go on about their way so i wouldn't make too big of a deal over the uh the audio so i think i i agree that that this notion that ob definitely won't be on team next year i don't necessarily buy that I think this draft that came was going to be maybe the best opportunity for Obi to be yep. traded, which I think is actually why you heard so much noise yep. up to the draft. Because as you mentioned, like the Knicks have to have a suitable replacement if yep. Obi Toppin is traded. I mean, Obi Toppin is a valuable piece on the team. He may mm-hmm. only play 15 minutes, but he gives you seven, eight points a game. Um, when Randall's hurt, he can average 20 points a game as a starter. It's funny. Um, Shout out to WFN's Evan Roberts. He came in the studio yesterday, a couple days ago, when I was there. And he was like, I couldn't believe this because I, I was looking at Obi Toppin as a potential net. And I looked at the games that Toppin played at least 30 minutes. His numbers, he's averaging 25 points a game on 54% shooting and 40% from three. Like, Toppin can play, clearly. So just saying, oh, we just give him away this summer for a future first-round pick doesn't make any sense for the Knicks, especially if we're hearing these rumors that Dante DiVincenzo, who we'll get to in a second, is a guy that they may be targeting with their mid-level exception. So if the replacement for Obi Toppin is not coming in season, or or at least coming up to this season, and you're coming into the next season, like you mentioned, with Julius Randle as your only power forward, that doesn't quite add up. I mean, unless Jericho Sims gets a three-point shot over the summer, I don't think you can just, you know, the, the way Tibbs is using the power forward in this offense, I don't think that you can throw Jericho Simmons there, all right, yeah, you're the backup power forward. So uh, I think his camp really tried to maybe force Nick's hand a little bit here, which is interesting because his camp is uh, 
uh, Leon Rose's son. <laughs> so, so that's a weird thing. But I mean, I guess you know, uh, Leon Rose's son got to do what's best for his client, of course. But <laughs> that's even that's a whole weird thing. There's yes. a lot of family stuff going on. We got Jacob yeah. Talvin getting signed. We got the son of Leon Rose, the agent for uh, for what's the name? Like, I, I'm like, this is all kind of confusing to figure out. But at the end of the day, um, I think it's probably still more likely than not that Obi Toppin is a Nick. What it what is interesting, I think, in the Bagley reporting is the commentary that well, they could find a way to make this better if somehow he finds a bigger role in more minutes. I'm like, well, what does that mean? I mean, Julius Randle's coming off an all NBA third team season. I, you, like you said, unless you're talking about, like you said, maybe scaling his minutes back a little bit and not playing as many back to backs, maybe, but I don't know. He's in the prime of his career. I don't see Julius Randle slowing down next season, you know, unless he has a, another catastrophic year like he did in the 2021 2022 season. So, I mean, is there maybe some optimism within the Knicks that they say that this is the summer they actually can move Julius Randle so they can open up that spot? For uh, for uh, for what's the name for Obi Toppin to get time? I think that's maybe something to maybe keep an eye on because uh, the fact that that caveat was even thrown in there, it, it didn't make sense on the surface. Because I'm like, he's not getting more time and more minutes, so uh, that means he's gonna demand a trade. He's gonna sit out. Like, what what does that mean? So I think that was one thing that, that takeaway I thought was uh, noteworthy. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, make no mistake about it, and we've talked about it, it's a nightmare situation for Obi Toppin since the day he was yeah. drafted, and since the day he arrived, the Knicks never, uh, you know, expected Julius Randle off a decent first season in New York to develop into an all-NBA player. They just didn't foresee it. Um, yeah, he was drafted to be Julius Randle's replacement, no question. 100%, 100%, you know, or maybe play alongside it. Tibbs didn't feel that that's an option. I still, obviously – would like to see some minutes. Maybe that's what they were looting at. Maybe Randall right. switches, plays some small ball five, or Obi plays some small ball five, and they kind of work together in, in some way, shape, or form. I, again, that's something I would at least experiment if I was if I was Tibbs, um, because you get into a situation in the playoffs where you, the spacing's limited, where your offense stalls out. In the Miami series, you have this other kind of uh, hybrid offense you can run, it, you know, it, to, to, to potentially counteract that. Um, so, you know, maybe that's a potential situation. But I totally understand where Obi's coming from. And it makes sense that his camp, if not necessarily, you know, the, the CAA part, his trainer, right. his, right. You know, his, yeah. his his brother, his, his friend that, uh, you know, works for the Warriors that trains the guy he trains with leaks. You know, there's ways to get out there that you're unhappy. And he should be unhappy because he's an ex- he's exceptionally talented basketball player, the, the national player of the year, a top eight pick. Some said he could have went as high as five in his draft. Um, when yeah. he's played, as you noted, the last five games of last season, guy averages 25, eight and seven and shoots a high percentage. I mean, there's every reason to believe he should want more minutes um, and he deserves more minutes. The reality is that it's just not feasible in New York, especially under a head coach who's not comfortable playing him alongside Tibbs and and and, and OB, which makes sense on the surface. They're both, uh, you know, uh, underwhelming defensive players. Um, but, you know, that doesn't mean you shouldn't try to uh, experiment with it here or there. Um, but again, you know, it, that's just the reality of the business. But uh, the bigger picture is just because a player is unhappy doesn't mean you give talent, you give away a valuable asset. You 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 exhaust that, that you, you know, yeah. that asset. And again, I think you made a good point. The fact that he wasn't traded at the deadline the uh, at the at the uh, yesterday's, you know, prior to or during the draft. Right. The pace 
had like four picks. There was talk, you know, yeah. he could go for a late 20s. Um, and and I, again, I would just remind people of one thing. Um, Rui Hachimura has better career numbers th- than Obi Top. And granted, he has, you know, uh, a much, he had, he's played more minutes, so you'd expect his counting stats to be higher. The Wizards had to settle for four second round draft picks when they traded him at the, the, at the right. deadline. Because a team trading for Obi Top and now you, you get at least one year. You know, at the deadline, if the Knicks wait to trade him, then you then the then the team trading for him gets it could be what what is essentially a three month rental, and that's the situation that the Lakers are dealing with now. Um, when when Hachimura is a, a, going to be a restricted free agent, all signs indicate that they will really sign him. You have the guy's bird right, so you, if you if you make a trade for a guy, you're likely to commit to him. Um, but I think that's important for fans to recognize. Um, you know, to- Obi has kind of this cult following in New York. Um, and, and sometimes those guys that, that are backups, you know, the backup quarterback is always beloved because you haven't really seen a chance for him to not perform up the ex- expectations on a consistent level. Um, I think, uh, you know, t- t- fans may be surprised at how little they get back in a, in a, in a, ret- in, in return for Obi Toppin, which the Knicks surely know. And henceforth, the reason they're hesitant to trade him because you're not going to trade a devalued asset when potentially you could, if, if, uh, if Obi Toppin, uh, heaven forbid, Julius Randle suffers a, a knee injury or, or you know, we, yeah. we know about the ankle issue and he has to miss the first two months of the season. You don't want your season to be sunk before it starts. And having that insurance policy in Obi Toppin prevents that from being the case. By the way, a card carrying member of the Obi Toppin <laughs> cult right here, EJ Stewart. Um, yeah. And I actually think that the ankle thing is actually a very important. I know the Knicks are saying that, you know, they think Randall will be on time, ready to go for training camp and training during the summer, but you never know how these guys respond. And, you know, Randall has been, knock on wood, extremely durable for his time in New York. Like, all it takes is one, you know, God forbid we don't want it, but all it takes is one, you know, bad turn here or there. And maybe he's out two months and, you know, you traded Drew Obi Toppin. Now your backup four power forward is Josh Hart, and that's all you got. And he's not even real power forward. Like, that doesn't really make sense for the Knicks to, to move in that option. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of noise. And this is a time where, you know, I, I'm not – at all suggesting that these reporters are trying to just write anything to get their quote or anything. But, like, you got to put something out there. There's got to be some news out there. And I think Obi Toppin's camp is well willing to acquiesce to giving them some smoke because of his displeasure. And I think one thing that I thought – well, last thing I want to say on this that I thought was noteworthy in this reporting I saw this week as well. I want to say this was from Bondi. But uh, the concern, particularly with Toppin, that he's been used as – just a three-point shooter. Um, that, I think, also was noteworthy because that is not what Obi Toppin's game was coming out of college. He was seen as a pick-and-roll, rim-runner kind of guy. And Tibbs is essentially, as we kind of noted all season, just throw him in the corner and treat him like Steve Novak. I, I, and I've written about this. Obi Toppin led the nation in dunks his, his, yeah. his, at, at Dayton the year before he he, he declared. Um, I think he was top three in points in the paint, very high percentage. So uh, he was the focal point. Of, of He was kind of the Julius Randle of Dayton. And for him to be yeah. you know, misutilized uh, as a as a corner three-point shooter is, is, again, another thing that Obi Toppin has a right to be upset about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, he had similar comparisons to an Amari Stoudemire coming out of college, and you know, last I checked, you didn't see Stat standing out in the corner or launching threes when he was here in New York playing in Phoenix. So, um, definitely a misusing of Obi Toppin for most of his career. I did think you mentioned this being a uh, nightmare scenario for Obi. Uh, I that Fred Katz article, he asked some GMs and some front office people, "What is the mark of Obi Toppin on an extension?" He was saying. 
something like along the lines maybe what Brandon Clark got from the Memphis Grizzlies, which is like four year, fifty million. Um, the highest anyone was willing to go for the people he talked to was like four years, sixty million. Um, one person went as low as four four years, twenty million. So like, I mean, that's a nightmare scenario for a guy who's number eight pick. Like you drafted in in, in the mid lottery, you're thinking, okay, I'm gonna cash in on this first extension on this first contract. Um, and you know about Brandon Clark being the the, the ceiling for your for your uh, value on a, on an open market or an extension. That's got to be uh, bad news for Obi Top. Uh, at, yeah. at, at the same time, there are other mid lottery picks who are flamed out and never get offered a yeah, second. And they don't get even get that right. That you is know, true. Uh, Cam Reddish was ninth, ninth overall pick, tenth overall pick. You know, like these guys, he's a restricted free agent. He's not going to get anywhere near that money. Nope. And again, I'm not saying that this is the case for Obi, but the Knicks would, you know, if the Knicks to play the devil's advocate, there's a there's a world in which Obi plays Kevin Knox minutes and is woefully inefficient and, you know, his yeah. defensive flaws get exposed and he's viewed as a guy that's a, you know, can come off the bench and provide some sparks and is a great dunker and an athlete and a good teammate and all that other stuff. But, you know, you know, $10 million a year for a guy like that is, is not crazy. Um, again, you know, we, the, the Kevin Knox example, um, you know, he's, he's got to settle for minimum contracts. He's gonna, you know, he's a free agent that nobody's knocking down the door to get. Um, so those are the kind of things that, 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 that the Knicks, so I would be, I think it It'll be fascinating to see if the Knicks, first of all, um, just a reminder, as far as Obi's concerned, he doesn't have to sign the extension until the day before the start of the regular season. So, yep. and the Knicks have no reason to kind of, you know, rush this thing. They're obviously going to see how free agency plays out. They obviously, yep. if someone calls about Julius Randle, they'll listen. Um, I think they should be making calls. We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> um, uh, but all that, all those things are, will all be take place. They'll, they'll bring him into training camp. You'll get to see, you know, maybe Randall is, is, you know, you see, well, ah, uh, you, you start to get word that he's going to sit out the first week of training camp, miss it, you know, then the kind of the red flags go up, you know, OB's value increases. Um, but I will be fascinated to see because the Knicks will make an offer at some point, assuming they don't trade him, um, a best and final offer uh, on that day before, you know, maybe 1150 the day before the, the start of the season. And will it be, um, you know, four years, 40 million? Will it be four years, 52 million? If it's, if it, their best offer is, let's say, you know, 50 million. So he's at, 11 12 you know average annual value of around uh, 11 million a year 12 million per year does ob accept that um you know there's again there's the, there's the i would think he'd probably reject it because i think worst case scenario he would feel he'd be able to get that in restricted free agency but again you're that's right. another year out um you know a, a, an injury ob's not the young he came into the league at 22 23 um yeah. so there's there's uh so, some issues there but i i wouldn't be shocked again i, I wouldn't be shocked that there's close relationships CAA, all that stuff. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if they end up agreeing to a, an extension um, that's a little bit less than you know Obi probably would like, and maybe a little bit more than than he's proven he's worth. But other teams might feel that he's worth. Um, uh, one other reason the Knicks would be motivated to make such a deal to to agree to such a contract is those mid tier contracts, those eleven million, nine million, thirteen million, those contracts, um, and we'll talk about this for the rest of summer into next season are going to have um, more value than they did in the past because those tradable pieces under the new CBA um, yep. are going to take on added value because it's going to be difficult to find those, those those a lot of contracts, the high end, a lot of contracts, you know, at, at the bet minimum, you know, what the Suns are going to have design etc yeah. um, but having those guys in the middle um are, are good trade pieces to have so that may be another reason why the knicks um would be uh, uh willing to uh to do this and uh, sign an extension for a guy that's only going to play you know 15 minutes 
yeah, Obi Toppin situation will be something to follow this summer. Definitely feels like Obi Toppin may be becoming the main character of the Knicks offseason so far. At least he is uh, at the start of this offseason. 